Welcome to My Fence Life's bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day. Dan and Cannon share their phone conversations with each other and conversations with industry leaders and fencers to find out about their day. There's no telling what you'll hear them talking about. And if you'd like to be a guest, a sponsor, or do a recorded call, go to MyFenceLife.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. Today's podcast is sponsored by Expert Stain and Seal, the only odor-free, self-leveling, no-back-brushing stain and seal on the market. RealGoodStain.com Hello. Dan O, what is up, bro? Hey, man, what's happening? Look, man, I've been answering the phone left and right, text message, text message, text message. I have not heard from you, so I said, you know what, I'm going to call him. Do you realize it's my birthday today? Uh, yeah, thank God I have Facebook. It reminds me. Hell yeah, man. Everybody's well, thanks for Well, thanks for calling and wishing me a happy day. I appreciate that a whole lot. Uh, now, look, Happy birthday, bro. I didn't want to go through the whole process of like, you know, if my best friend were to freaking forget, I don't, I didn't want to, um, I, did, I didn't want to feel, you know, what that would feel like. So I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to call him and, and I'll just beat him to it. And that way I don't have to worry if he remembers or not remembers because I remembered and, um, not to be weird about it. Um, you know, I just wanted to get this out of the way. That way I knew that it was it was it was a done deal and that Dan was definitely gonna wish me a happy birthday. So Dan, thank you for wishing me a happy birthday and uh you know, beyond that, man, what's going on? Actually uh slept in a little late this morning. That's why I didn't call you. I got up a little late, opened up my Facebook, was like, Oh damn, it's Cannon's birthday. That's right. And then here we are on the phone. So that was like twenty minutes ago, man. Still rubbing sleep out of my eyes. So I share a birthday with uh, Britney Spears and Leanne Rimes, two of the two of the more attractive women in country music. I've always thought that was kind of cool, you know. <laughs> Only you would know who. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea who's on my birthday, man. I just know it's my birthday. Well, I'm sure it's not just the three of us, but those are the two that I remember. Those are the only two you care about. Huh? <laughs> so you're gonna shave your head. Like Brittany? No, like no, no. So, so that is that's kind of happening naturally, anyways. I don't think I need need any assistance to get my hair to, you know, thin out and disappear. So, I'm not going to give it any assistance. That's how I feel about it. Hey, man, I've been working on the business all weekend, bro. What have you been doing? Uh, well, you know, we've been crunching numbers, and we have made up the 34 percent deficit that I had, and we were up. A little over twelve percent. So we had a pretty damn good month, man. We uh, to make up three months worth of losses in one month and be twelve percent on top. I'll take that. Right? Hey, rock on, man! Rock on. So hey. now we're uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was here at Jackson Fence. You know, we we've not seen a direct uh, impact from any kind of recession talk that I've been hearing. So. Um, I, I think the economy is still as strong as it ever was. I think I think people still need the fence in their yards, and if it's going to happen, I don't believe it's happened yet. So, yeah, we're we're just we're setting records every month, uh, and I feel like for the last sixteen months, it's been record after record. Every month is is, is a record. Uh, so I've kind of gotten spooled a, a little bit, you know. And uh, I feel like the moment that that slows down, I'm probably going to freak out and. Um, <laughs> You know, I might well, go to the doctor, you know, over over some anxiety. You know, I, I can already see that. But uh, I look out on our job board and it's 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 full as can be. And to me, 
you know, to me, as long as we're full, I'm happy. Um, and we track production numbers here. That's what we track more than anything, more than even sales is, is how much fence are we able to put into the ground and whatever that dollar value is, you know, and, and there, we do have a weekly average, you know, but whatever that dollar value is, I, I fully expect and hold our sales team to the standard of replacing those sales. So, you know, just hypothetically or whatever, if, if you've got a company and your guys are installing $50,000 of fence every week, well, your sales team also needs to be doing $50,000 of sales every week. And my thought is your sales team should outpace your production team. So if you're capable of doing $50,000 in installation a week, you should be selling fifty five to 60000 every week. Uh, if you continue to do that, pretty soon you'll have a surplus and you'll be able to add the next crew. You know what I mean? Um, well, see, we didn't, I wasn't doing it like that, man. That's where I fell short. I wasn't doing it like that, but we're starting to do that now. Yeah, so I think, I think my problem was is we got used to that hurricane work and our sales process was so... I don't want to say automated, but just different than what it was prior to the hurricane. So we had to change some things and that made a huge difference. Really yep. did. Yep. Made a huge difference how we just, you know, we tweaked something here, we tweaked something there, we tweaked something here. And then before you know it, we started seeing some differences. And then the whole time I'm in the back, the back end working on other things. And I can't really peg it down to one thing. But I just know I needed to make some changes, and they all seem to be the right changes. We'll find out if it was a fluke or not um, going into this month, and if we're doing well this month coming, and uh, we'll be like, all right, we made the right changes, you know? Yeah. What do they say? This, there's an old cliche. It's like the uh, the only constant is change. And so yeah. we've changed our sales. Everything changes. Like every week, there's a little bit different of a process, you know? So we changed our sales process this year as well um, for, 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 for multiple reasons, you know? Um, one, let's talk about the price of fuel. Fuel is, is uh, to my knowledge, at least in my lifetime, it's an all-time high, you know? It costs a lot of money to fill up a vehicle. I don't care. It's coming down, over. It is coming down. It is coming down, but it's still high. You cannot d- debate that it's, it's, it yeah. costs a lot of money to fill up a truck, a car, or whatever, you know? I filled up one of our work trucks the other day. It's $185. I'm like, crap, man. You know, of course, it's diesel. It's a big tank, you know, but still, it costs a lot of money to fill it up. You don't want to You don't want to waste it, you know? So there's that. The second thing is this, labor. Um, labor is at an all-time competitive high right now. So, like, it's it's it's... You know, in order to find people to come and work for you, you've got to be really competitive to, to attract talent. And what that means is we've got to pay people more money than, you know, five or six years ago. All of this equates down to inflation, you know. And so we always know that the consumer is a little bit slower to respond sometimes to in, in inflation rates. Um, and so what we've done here, because we do have more fuel expense, we do have more labor expense uh, and I'm talking about direct uh, overhead uh, values here. I'm talking about the, the people who sell fence here at Jackson Fence Company. We had to figure out how to make make those um, you know make those costs uh, go as far as we can. And so what we've done 
here uh, this time last year, if you called Jackson fans and wanted a quote, we were coming out to give you a quote, period. Hands, no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. Hey, I want to get a price on a fence. Okay, what day is good for you? And that's how that conversation went, you know? Well, fast mm-hmm. forward to today, and what we're doing is if you call and you say, hey, I want to get a price on a fence, absolutely, we'd be glad to help you. Let me transfer you over to David or Kristen or Brian, somebody on the sales team, because they're here and they're sitting in front of a computer, and they're going to help you right now get a price for your fence. And so, you know, we would transfer a call over to, let's say, Brian. Brian takes the call. Hey, Jackson Fence Company, this is Brian. What can I do for you today? Hey, Brian, I want to get a fence. I'm interested in getting a price, you know. And so then Brian has a little script, and he begins to go through the script and asking a series of questions. And the the, the, the first questions are, are natural. Um, hey, let's com- let's complete our customer profile uh, questions. Hey, what's your name? What's your address? Phone number? Email? You know, right. the, the typical stuff you've got to plug into your job number CRM. And then he goes on to ask more questions. Okay, so what what brings you uh, what brings you to call today? Uh, where I want to get a fence? Okay, great. He starts asking questions like, you know, what do you need in a fence? Uh, what kind of fence do you currently have? Well, we don't have a fence now. Okay, what kind of fence have you had in the past? Well, my last house, we had a wood fence. Okay, what did you like and what did you not like about that fence? He starts identifying their experience with fences and he starts taking notes of these things and he's going to use that later on to, to, to bring that solution, you know? Yeah. So as he's, as he's learning what they like. We're doing, a little, we're doing a little bit of that too, man. We're, um, we, so that's how we kind of changed up our process. Instead of sending them directly to the virtual fence designer, mm-hmm. we're trying to grab those calls and have a little conversation with them. Absolutely. And if they want it, if they want to do it, they, they do it. If they don't want to do it, then we're going out and uh, we're utilizing our site and we're trying to make the sale. We're trying to be like ZZ, man. Make that sale, and we don't bring a check home right then and there because we got our portal. But uh, Dylan's got our portal set up on our um, on the iPads, and you can be like, oh, okay, well, fine. Here, sign right here, and how, how, how you want to pay? Clicks it, hands on the iPad, and lets him type it in right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so and, and what? Go ahead. No, no. So it just we just changed up how we were doing things, you know. Yeah, man. That's all. In my opinion, you know, when when they call us, like we're going to give them a price before we hang up with them, you know, and and then you know the next question is, hey, look, if we can deliver this fence to you for this price, would there be any reason that you would say no, you know? And and, and the intention is is to get like a verbal commitment over the phone that they're going to buy a fence from us. And then we go out and we meet with a customer and we have more time to spend with them. We have less, less, less cost invested. And, and, and more importantly, we have delivered a solution already to them just because they, 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 they called the number. And, and, you know, this is my viewpoint on, on this whole thing is we have to meet customers where they want to be met. You know, some, People yeah. want to go to your website and fill out a form. That's great. We have that option. Some people want to go to your website and get a price immediately. That's great. We have that option. And if you're one of those people, naturally, you're going to try that first. Before you call us, you're, you've already went to the website because that's what you wanted to do anyways. So people are going to do what they want to do. you know. And for me, my belief is this. If they want to call you, then you should have a phone conversation with them, you know, not redirect them to any other, you know, application, any other platform. I think, you know, as, 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 a, as a customer-driven business, you have to meet those people where they want to be met. And if, if they picked up the phone or call you, they're telling you loud and clear, hey, I want to talk to you on the phone. That's why they called. Yeah. And in my opinion, too, there's no 
you know, they a lot of people have everybody, you know, even when I buy something, the moment I, I say I want to go buy a vehicle, the moment that I actually get in the truck and I drive to the dealership, that is the most serious I have been in this decision making. You know, I'm like, I need to buy another vehicle. I need mm-hmm. to buy another vehicle. Mm-hmm. But the moment that I get in my truck and I actually pull up and then I see something that catches my eye and I step out of my vehicle to look at something, I've never been more invested or more serious in that decision until that point. And it's the dealership's responsibility at that point to have somebody there to meet me, you know, not for me to wonder or wait and say, well, is anybody working here today? You know, and so when they call you about getting a price for a fence, we have to anticipate that they've been, you know, considering this decision for some time. And today just so happens to be the day that they actually Googled your phone number and they actually called you and you actually answered and you're actually ready to talk to them about what they're excited to talk about, you know? And so I think that's how, you know, I think it's working out for us tremendously. You know, we're saving fuel, we're saving, um, we're, we're saving wear and tear. Uh, we're, we, we, we've become more available for, for people who walk in to buy stuff. We've become more available for people who, who call in. And I, I think, you know, what we had is we had Sheena, she's our office uh, manager. She was fielding all of these calls and, 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 and scheduling these appointments, but Sheena's not a fence person. You know, she's not a salesperson. She's not really the, the most qualified person that we have to have these conversations. And I think having a salesperson in office ready to go all the time, I think that's, I think that's a winning formula. It has been for us, you know, so. Good, man. Good deal. Yeah. We are making some changes over here, bro. Figuring out our customer base and how they want to do business. I think it's important. Absolutely. So, how was your birthday, man? Yeah, what you did this weekend? Well, today is my actual birthday. I'm 35 today. I mean, that means I'm five years from 40. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I'm stuck right here in the middle of young. I'm, 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 I'm stuck between young and and 40, and that's kind of a weird feeling, you know. <laughs> um, so, like to me, 40 is a kind of a uh, like, damn, okay. 40s like dad number, you know what I mean? Um, like, all right, you're you're really like a your dad now. Of course, I'm a dad now, but like 40 is just a different number, you know. And I'm hoping different dad. 40 is a different dad. Yeah, I want to be I want to be 40 cool, not 40 like old beer gut, you know. So like, I'm trying to. Uh, that's my vision. I want to be like 40 is when people find their success or, or they really find themselves is what I believe. And so I'm five years away from that, and I want to hit 40. And I kind of want to have some stuff figured out, and I want to be able to live well, you know, from forty on. Yeah, man. So. I think I think I was like uh, I was thirty eight or so when I was finally realizing who I was and what I was doing and where I was going. You know, it's, it's weird, right? I mean, I thought I knew that in my twenties, but here I am. You know, I'm forty eight now. Yep. So. I think when I was 38, man, that's about the age. Like 10 years ago, I was like, all right, all right, I, I'm, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Weird, huh? Yeah, oh, it is. It, is. it took that long. Hey, man, it takes time to figure uh-huh. stuff out, man. Some people are quicker. Some people are slower. Like, I'm just mediocre, I feel like. But, uh, you know, I see it coming, and I, I want to be ready for it. But uh, So Kristen lined up a concert for us this weekend. We went to see two, uh, we went to Tupelo, Mississippi, to see Jelly Roll and Brantley Gilbert. And um, we bought tickets to go do that. And then, lo and behold, uh, 
Sheena, the, the girl I was just talking about, our office manager, who's not the most qualified to answer the phone and schedule appointments, her husband, Jared, just so happens to be super good friends with Jelly Row. Um, like, good enough friends that you don't have to have tickets. <laughs> you just pull up and, and, and boom, you're in type stuff, right. you know? And so, nice. Nice. yeah, he got us some some Brantley Gilbert, uh, what, what they call it, VIP slash all access. And these are... Uh, you know, they're, they're, I guess you call them tickets or passes or whatever, but man, it's something that, that it doesn't matter how much money you have. Like you cannot buy these. These are, these are given out by the artist directly. You know, uh, okay. they're not for sale. They're not a meet and greet type pass. These are like, Hey, I'm going to give out eight of these. And so, uh, Jelly Row, uh, he gave four to, to Jared. So that was Jared and Sheena and then me and Kristen. Um, then he also gave four. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of these young guys who who, who listen to us will know uh, little little white. <laughs> I used to grow up. I grew up listening to little white and his entourage, and so it was the eight of us hanging out and, and listening to Jelly Roll, dude. It was it was an experience, like being able to go from backstage to the tour buses to like the front of the stage, anywhere we wanted to go, we could go and didn't have to wait in line. So, you know, this was day 76 or 75 hard. I had went 75 days sober, no beer. And it, it was officially green light moment. Like we were past 75 <laughs> hard. Day 76. You were, you, were, you were searching out them beers, huh? Dude, and here I am hanging out with freaking Jelly Roll and Brantley Gilbert and Lil White. And it's just like, wow, man, this is incredible, you know? And so it's a, it's a, you know, two below, it was a sellout crowd, had 10,000 people there. And, you know, most of these people were waiting in line. If you wanted to get a beer, you got to leave your seat. You got to go to the concessions. And, and a lot of these people waiting 30 minutes or better for a beer, you know, um, right. 30 minutes or better to, to use the restroom. And bro, we didn't have to do any of that. We could literally walk. We had our own little private hallway type deal. And it was right through the middle of the crowd. Like, it was just like some barricades, you know, that security used as well. So we could walk right through the barricades, straight to our own little private uh, VIP concession stand, get a beer, had our own little private bathroom, use the bathroom, and be back to the concert in like three minutes, bro. It was so fun, man. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Did you get to get on uh, Jelly Roll's bus? I did. I did. So after the show, we went on the bus, and uh, I sat down in this little like leather recliner. And um, so keep in mind, like we did not have seats. We were like standing right beside the stage, you know, kind of. And so we were on our feet the whole time. And so, like, I was moving around, having a good time, singing, yada, 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 you know. And um, when I sat down, all of that fun I'd been having caught up with me. And you mean that alcohol that you hadn't had? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I sat down and, like, uh, on the bus of all places and – just kind of like started fading out, you know? And so anyways, it was a lot of fun, man. I don't want to sound irresponsible. Like I think, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't drive. You finally, get, you finally get on Jelly Roll's bus and you start fading. Yeah. I'm out. I remember it all, but it was just like, man, I got to get up and go. You know what I mean? Like we got to leave. I love it. it was, it was it. crazy. It. And anybody that doesn't, doesn't know Jelly Roll, I've got some, like, look here, I'm going to play. Uh, I recorded some of his tracks. Cause I'm only one drink away from the devil I'm only one call away Now Dan, you said you liked that one kind of, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I don't really listen to his music But you sent me some tracks Because you're like, dude, I'm going to this concert <laughs> Yeah Hey, this one, I listen to it, man. It makes me think of you This is called Same Asshole That, that reminds me of Dan Listen to this one <laughs> 
try not to take a hard time. I try hard to let the past go. I thank God that I'm a changed man. Some days I'm the same asshole. <laughs> That's Thanks, just love. Yeah, that could actually be your Thank theme you. song. Like when you go out in places, if you ever if you ever end up in life in, the, in, in a situation where you're walking out and they're like, hey, man, what song do you want us to play as you walk out? I think that should be your song. I think that's a good one. I think that fits you. Uh, I think people would, would, would relate. And I think it's just funny. So, <laughs> yeah, that's real funny. I thought we were BFF. Oh, man, we are. We are. That's why I could say stuff like that. Well, look, my mom and dad are coming down to see me today. They always, my mom is, is like a, I have really good parents, okay? Um, like, she's bringing a cookie cake or something? You got a cookie cake? Yeah, so I told her I didn't want a cake. And so, like, the gloves are off and I can eat anything at this point, but I still feel bad about it, you know? But I told her, I said, hey, look, this is what I want to do. I want to have a cheeseburger and fries. So she said, hey, what do you what do you want to have for dinner? And mom will literally go fetch or, or, or make anything that I ask, you know. Like, she's mm-hmm. super mom, really, you know. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people I know who don't have super moms. And sometimes I feel, um, I feel like I have an unfair advantage because my parents are so... Uh, you know, they're so interested in me and they want to see me, you know, be successful and they love me, you know, and they actually spend time with me and they care about me. So, uh, there's a lot of people that I know who, who, who've grown up and, and did not have that. And, and I, you know, I totally recognize how hard that is, but not to get stuck in that. My mom's freaking dope and she's coming down and we're going to eat cheeseburgers and fries. I've not had a cheeseburger in 77 days. So this will be the first one. Um, I've not had fries in well, 77 days. So I'm trying to like get, get, my grub on. Um, man, still, isn't it great having parents like that? Oh, man, it is. It we is. Get, we try to do the same for our kids, man. My uh, my youngest daughter took a year off from college because uh, she's the one that went up to Union up there by you, Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she, uh, she was playing in CAA softball. She didn't like it up there. So um, she came back home decided she wanted to take a break. She's been playing ball forever, man. It yeah. takes your whole life. So she took a year off and we've been on her about school and she started school back up. And then uh, she came in here. I think you and I were talking last week. And I'm like, hey, my daughter's visiting. Let me get out of here. Let me get inside because I was sitting in the truck talking to you. Yeah. Sure enough, I come in and she hits me with, well, you know, you always said if we we're in school, we could, we could live at home. And I was like, Oh my God, we just got rid of all these kids. <laughs> she pulled a fast one on me. And I was like, uh, uh, well, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> so it looks like we got a kid moving back home, man. But as long as she's in school, bro, I'm, I'm cool with it. She's going to business. She's been, um, she's literally been running this bar. Mm-hmm. Down on the river in Springfield, every every state has a Springfield, right? That's every single one, literally. And uh, she's uh, she's been learning business. She's been learning the back end. Um, she's managing it, so she's she's going to school for business. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to help her start a business and you know do some marketing and. It'll be fun. I think that is one of the best degrees. If you're going to go to college, that's probably the best 
degree outside of like a profession degree, like a, like a, you know, you go to law school, you can go to doctorate school, you know, you go to the, the, the nursing program. Like those are direct, like, you, you know, if you go to those, you're, you're going to come out with a job. But, you know, a lot of these other um, degrees, like people will just go, they never get a job that's in that field. Yeah. But if you get a degree in business, like everything is a business. The church is a business. The hospital is a business. Like Jackson Fence is a business. Everything is a business. And so that relates. It's like the most, to me, it's like the most universal degree there is, you know? Yeah. Well, her and I, you know, she's, she was working at this bar just to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Being a, being bartender. And then before you know it, she's managing the place. And before you know it, the guy who owns the place also has a restaurant. So she was bouncing back and forth and then she was helping him kind of with the business. Then he bought another bar on the river that has a fuel dock. So she went over there and helped him turn that place around and get it. So she's learned a lot about the back end. So her and I could talk numbers and we could talk things and she's excited and she's like, well, yeah, I figured if I go into business, you know, I got the marketing covered because you're great at marketing. And I'm like, okay, I guess I just got volunteered for that, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man, especially she'll have an advantage, you know, being a woman-owned business. And she doesn't know what she wants to do yet, but I know whatever it's going to be, it's going to be nice and classy. She likes classy stuff. So well, that's awesome, man. Nice and trendy, so. Yeah, man, it's great. She's going through these classes. She just uh, started the semester and she's breezing through it because she's got actual on-job training. So answering the questions are easy, you know? That's right. But she's enjoying it. She's enjoying it, man. Well, give her my best wishes. Uh, what's what's the school called? Uh, she's going to Southeastern. Southeastern. Yeah, it's a, it's a big college here in uh, Southeast Louisiana. Nice, nice. Well, I'm so, sure she'll do well. I'm sure you guys are going to give her a great environment to 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 live and and learn and study in, and um, hopefully she can get out in you know the few years possible. What is it? What's a college degree? Four years, I guess. I guess, yeah. I don't know, man. I barely got a tenth grade education. It's not about <laughs> bachelor's degrees and associate's degrees. Yeah. I don't know anything about all that, bro. Yeah, I'm with so, you. I just, I don't know. I didn't make it that far. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever she's got to do to get the degree to to uh, to move forward. This little sucker's got some money saved up, man. So when she turned, when she was younger, of course, you know how you go open a checking account for your kids, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I got her a checking account. When she turned 18, I'm like, hey, you need to go ahead and... Uh, you know, break off, get your own checking account. And she's kind of like, no, I really don't want to. I think I'm just going to keep it with yours. And I'm like, I know what that means. Easy, easy to transfer money back and forth to accounts, right? Uh-huh. Well, she's been working at this bar for about a year. I mean, yeah, a year. She's got like $17,000 in a savings account. Wow. And she, she, she made 21 in December. Yeah. She got 17, 17 racks sitting in the savings account. I'm like, oh, I noticed your, your savings is getting up there. And she's like, yeah, but it's not where I want it to be. Good for her, man. That's, that's, yeah, that is, man. that's a discipline that not many have. Um, good for her to be able to save money. Yeah, man. And then, of course, 
you know, this is a good tip for everybody out there because I know we're recording this call. Um, with my kids, I have a credit card that I started with Capital One and I barely use it. I just use it just enough to keep Capital One saying, all right, we're going to give you, keep you with the card. And I have unlimited amounts of cards that I can give out on the account. There's no limit. <laughs> so what I do is about three, four months before my kids graduate high school, I get a card with their name on it. Mm-hmm. I don't give them the card. It sits in the safe. So what happens is they absorb that credit line, which is good credit. I always pay it on time. I don't use more than I should on it. So the, uh, the credit rating stays good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all of my kids graduate high school with about a seven. It kind of varies. It's weird. 738 to 740 credit score. Wow. That they graduate high school with. Because now if I take and if I take and uh, close that card, they lose all that credit because they absorb that, all that credit that I've had on that. So, um, so yeah, man, she's 20. She's uh, rented apartments and everything on her own. She has $17,000 and a 700-plus credit score. Yeah, yeah. Man. But it's easy to do, man. These people buy kids' cars and all this stuff for graduation. I give them credit. And it's invaluable. I mean, literally, she got out of high school, and she was um, she was 18 and went and got her own apartment with her own credit. Didn't have to have anybody co-sign, nothing. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, so she's a good kid. Heck All yeah. my kids are good, man, but some of them are just a little more difficult than others, but she's a good one, man. She's grasped the business aspect, the money-saving aspect, the um, <clears throat> the credit aspect. She's got a Discover credit card, and she'll always call me, hey, what's the ratio? I don't want to spend too much money, and, you know, so mm-hmm. she 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 watches her credit usage. She's gonna be good. She's gonna be a good businesswoman. Sounds like it. Really Sounds like so. it. Look, man, it's Sunday morning, bro. I'm about Pepper needs to get in, make me some eggs and bacon. I'm ready for Sunday morning breakfast. Yeah, man, and I gotta go home. It's 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 uh I've got I've got a freaking honeydew list. Uh, it's pretty long. Uh, most of it I made up myself, but some of it is truly honeydew. So, yeah, I got to get off and get busy. Uh, got some light fixtures to change out in the house. Um, got some stuff to take go. care of. So I never, never can sit down. You know what I mean? Well, look, buddy, happy birthday! Happy yeah, thank you, birthday. Thank you. You have a good one, and uh, I hope to see a picture of a big juicy cheeseburger on Facebook. <laughs> hey, it's going down. I may, I may not take a picture, but it's going down. Tell your mom and I'm say hello. I will. I will, man. Thanks, thanks for uh, taking my call, dude. I'll talk to you later, bro. All right, see ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life Podcast. And a special shout-out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. And Benji with CleverFox.online. Helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. 
We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. 